0: Welcome to the Red Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders.
1: Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about the Red Yeti membership program, which we launched in the last six months. On this program, members can gain access to discounts of up to 50% off 70 plus startups in the outdoor space. In the last month alone, we've added 10 startups to the platform and it doesn't look like we're slowing down anytime soon. Our goal is to have hundreds of startups on this platform so that members can go on and discover new brands that really align with their values and take advantage of all the discounts that are offered. In addition, members can apply to become ambassadors for these startups all from one location. You fill out one form and then you just check which startups you'd like to have it sent to. We also are offering and showcasing all of the brands, new products that they're working on, showcasing prototypes and things like that. So you can really be kept up to date on everything new and unique that they're offering. We also are going to be doing some collaboration with these brands, showcasing some unique limited edition product that's only offered to Ready Yeti members. And lastly, we have a private Facebook group for all Active members, so that you guys can get to know each other, communicate, hang out, um, and really uh, get to know each other, and help us build this movement in the outdoor space. So, if you want to check this out, you can head over to readyyeti.com/members and enter the code Yeti Podcast to get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Savo here, your host on today's episode. I am sitting down with the co one of the co founders of Nomadic pat Hines, pat thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me yeah thanks for having me on the podcast without a doubt so so nomadic it's a uh, you guys offer a um curated subscription service for outdoor enthusiasts um and one of the new things that you guys are focusing on are, are theme related boxes right um so I, I really right off the bat i wanted to ask how did you get into the the subscription business
0: yeah great question so um it's actually a funny story, I um, and it's not it's not that crazy of like a light bulb moment, but I was actually just driving uh, in my car listening to a Gary Vee podcast, and he was talking about Birchbox and Faithbox. I grew up in the action sports and outdoor space, and my background was in digital and e-commerce, so I just kind of saw that no one was applying that model to the niche that I knew best.
1: So you obviously have some experience in the outdoor industry. What, what's your background specifically?
0: Yeah, so I grew up um, competing in surfing and, and traveling and camping and doing doing a lot of different outdoor stuff. I spent a lot of time in the ocean and a lot of time in the mountains, and um, that's definitely a big uh, inspiration for starting this. Definitely. So before you started uh, Nomadic, what, what were you
1: doing for, for work?
0: Yeah, so I was, um, I was just in the e-commerce and digital, digital marketing space. I helped launch a, a waterproof speaker company and then I also worked for another e-commerce consumer electronic company.
1: So at, at, at any point did you know, obviously you're listening to Gary Vee, so you're clearly interested in the starting your own thing. Um, did you know from a young age that you always wanted to go out and start your own business?
0: um yeah I did I was always super um entrepreneurial entrepreneurial just um you know selling different things I used to do a lot of photography and sell those and make make art and I've always kind of been into that type of stuff um and I always just sort of tried out and tested new things so I always kind of had a feeling that I would end up doing something on my own but I never really had um like a clear vision, like oh, since I was young, I wanted to do this or that. Right, right, right. So you guys are based in San Diego. Is that where you're originally from? Uh, so I grew up in San Clemente, Dana Point, and um, and I've been down here for the last five or six years. Awesome. So
1: you, when you started this idea, you're you, it's a pretty new company. You founded it in 2016 with. Um, uh, one other co-founder or two other co-founders. Um, and now you've got uh, a little team There's a total of six of you guys and, um, you're, you're full-time already. I feel like it's, it's pretty quick. How how did you go about building uh, nomadic?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we are pretty, pretty new. We've been around for about a year, slightly over a year. Um, And with us, we just really wanted to focus on putting out a high quality product in terms of the software and how people use it and also um, just really delivering a lot of value in terms of the products for the first six months or or a year. And it it by and large took off, mostly just from word of mouth and um, and people telling each other and, and referrals and all that good stuff.
1: Right, so when you got your start how did you go about um really creating a a subscription box did you uh bring on a few uh, brands that you knew of that you had relationships with and sort of created a few boxes and then you know tested the the market with with uh, paying members saw what their feedback was and then kept iterating or how, how did that work
0: yeah, so um, so we put up a landing page like about four months before we launched, or maybe three months before, and just drove some traffic there to to see if people were interested in it. And we got a good um, a good opt in percentage on that. Um, and from there, we just sort of popped up a site and uh, and drove some traffic there for people to buy. And um, in the beginning stages, yeah, we were definitely using a lot of our connections that we had from brands which helped a lot and then from there it kind of just snowballed. That's really interesting. Okay so the first box
1: that, box that you launched um, what I guess is the process of um, creating that first box which I'm sure is very different than what you have now in, in different iterations I guess with a, a subscription service what, what is the prototyping I guess you know air quotes for lack of a better. Word. How do you develop it from its infancy to what it is now? I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we did do some initial research and and feedback surveys and all that um, to kind of point us in the right direction of where we wanted to go. But then after that, it was more just a matter of of getting a site up, um, start shipping boxes and and looking at the data and talking to our users to see what they like and what they don't like and then iterating on top of that. So a big pivot we made about three months in was um, changing the frequency that we ship. So when we started off, we were actually a bi-monthly $50 box. So we shipped every other month at $50. And we just did that because some people in the survey said that that's what they wanted. And we just kind of put in our own, um, I guess, purchase intentions and our own purchase behavior into the strategy of it, thinking that people aren't going to want or need this every month. They're going to probably want it every other month because that's just what we thought. And after we launched and we got some feedback from the initial users and um, and all that, we actually realized that people that are into getting stuff in the mail and getting subscription boxes actually really, really like getting the stuff more often than we thought. So we switched it to monthly and dropped the price down a little bit, and, uh, and we saw the conversion rate just go up even more. That's so interesting.
1: Um, all right, so uh, along the process, right, you... You're curating different products, and obviously the service that you're giving to consumers is the ability to discover or try brands that they may not be familiar with, right? So how do you differentiate yourselves from other subscription box companies that are in the outdoor space?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. So one of the main things that we've done um, is we created the Nomadic Adventurers. And what they do is, um, is they basically help us source and test products. So this is a group of diehard adventurers that are going outdoors, camping, hiking, exploring on a regular basis. Um, and, and when I say regular basis, I mean like literally weekly. <laughs> like they go out yeah. basically – Basically, every weekend, uh, we send them products. They test them repeatedly on multiple trips. They give us feedback. If the products perform well, it gets what we call like a quote-unquote stamp of approval. And then after that, we'll kind of work with the brands on, on pricing and try to figure out if we, a way if we can get that product in the box.
1: That's so interesting. So how, how did you come up with this idea to create sort of a curated focus group almost, the testing product?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually came kind of natural. So from my background in action sports and the outdoors, I had a lot of friends that, that were diehard adventurers and some of them were content creators and others um, had didn't have a big following, but they were just um, really, really into the outdoors. So it, it kind of came natural. And a lot of them are people that kind of just were hanging around in the beginning stages and, and helping out with stuff. And I was like, "Hey, you guys are going out and traveling on a regular basis. Why don't you guys help me test some product? Because there's no better way to get feedback and to pick the products than to have the people using them do it."
1: Definitely. So when you build these relationships with brands and you first approach them, do you purchase? Do you basically say like, "Hey, can we get some product to test?" And then if it you know passes our um, our test, so to speak, we'll we'll bring you into one of our boxes
0: yeah exactly and in the beginning we were reaching out a lot to brands um, and now that we've got a little bit of traction a lot of brands find us but but yeah that's pretty much what the process is like is we'll make contact with a contact with a brand we'll get some products in and we'll test them out on a couple trips and then if if the products do good and perform then we'll start negotiating what month is the best based on the themes and all that
1: that's interesting so what kind of criteria do you have uh, when initially picking a brand, before you even do that that testing process,
0: right? Um, yeah. So the brand, first and foremost, the um, the company and their brand and their image has to be really in line um, with our branding. And from there, you know, they have to they have to be environmentally conscious. Their image has to be similar to ours. They have to be known for making high-end products and their product testing and their product development has to have a solid process in place for how they come up with new ideas for products, how they prototype them, how they test them, how they iterate on them. So definitely working with the brands and picking the products is, is one of the most important things that we do. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's
1: basically the entire business, uh, or at least the value, right? Um, yeah. So who would be a perfect customer for nomadic
0: yeah so so we have a couple different uh primary customer segments you could say so the our our main customer is basically um 21 to 34 years old and it's a male female split but it's it's sort of your outdoor enthusiast who likes to do a lot of different things outside and is not an expert. So it's it's not for your diehard backpackers who are going out a couple miles outside Yosemite and backpacking because those type of people are going to be a lot more of a need-based purchaser and a lot more picky about the gear they get. Um, our, our customers are just a little bit more… Um, weekend warrior-ish, and they, they just like getting um, unique and cool products that are functional from, from established brands, but also from up-and-coming brands that they haven't heard of.
1: Oh, that's, that's really interesting. Okay, so uh, along the process, I, I guess, did you know that would be your, your target demographic when you started, or were you sort of going after more of the, the diehard um, out, outdoor enthusiast?
0: um we kind of knew that going into it but um but yeah definitely shifted a little bit we have a lot more female subscribers than we originally thought so we thought it was going to be primarily male and it's actually um a lot of females and it's a lot of people purchasing it for gifts so that's our other really big customer segment is is people buying it for gifts whether it's parents buying it for kids or we get a lot of um of females buying it for males, whether it's a husband or boyfriend or, or whatever.
1: That's so interesting. All right. Now uh, along the process, did you have any mentors that really helped you
0: develop nomadic? Yeah, I did. Uh, mentors are definitely really, really important. I think, um, there's a couple that I do have that are a little bit more behind the scenes type of advisors that, that help. Um, one of them is, uh, has a lot of experience in outdoors and tech and building, um, distribution channels, which is basically what we are. Another one is, um, is someone I worked with at my last job who's just the general counsel there. So he's helped me a lot on the legal side of things and also helping to lay the infrastructure this year for us to really take off and start scaling. And then I, um, I have another one who's a family friend who just helps a lot on the finance side of things and accounting.
1: Definitely. And, and, Uh, with your team, what, what is sort of the dynamic with, um, with work and, and I guess who handles what?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so I handle a lot of the marketing side of it, um, and the customer acquisition and working with the brands a little bit on that. My, uh, co-founder Grant Konziman he, um, helps on the procurement side of things and, and the sourcing and all that stuff. And then, um, we have uh, someone who helps on the logistics side and another person in operations and another person in marketing and then one person that just basically helps with customer experience.
1: That's interesting. It's a, you, you've grown pretty quickly in, in such a short period of time. Do you think uh, – is there a specific um, thing or a couple of things that you would accredit most of that growth
0: to? Um. To be honest, I think it's a, a little bit of everything. We we really just tried to um, do a couple things really good. So in terms of our marketing, we've just been really focused on on things like social and, uh, and really just trying to do a smaller number of marketing channels really, really, really well because we didn't have a big team. But outside of that, we somehow ended up on a Business Insider article, and we also got slotted in an article in Outside Magazine, and both of those helped a lot. And I don't know how they came about. They just reached out to us to feature us, but, but those definitely helped us build some steam.
1: Definitely. The media can definitely add a nice little bump (laughs) when you're Mm -hmm. first starting, out. really at any point in your business. Um, Okay, so did you raise any capital when you guys started, or is it all bootstrapped?
0: Yeah, so it's just bootstrapped.
1: That's interesting. Okay, so now when you guys started it, I assume there was a a period of time where you were working on other things to obviously – uh, pay the bills until Nomadic really took off and was allowed uh, able to um, take you guys full time. Correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the, the beginning days, I was working seventy five, eighty, ninety hours a week on um, on the Nomadic, and also split between just consulting gigs. So I would spend like twenty five to forty hours a week consulting on on just growth and marketing strategies and then the rest of the time on the nomadic whenever I wasn't sleeping or working out. (laughs) (laughs) No time for much else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess, um, for you, obviously you, you must really have a, I get a passion or a drive to spend that much time working on it. Like what, what, what about nomadic really made you decide to commit 80, 90 hours a week to
0: the business? yeah so one being just the opportunity at hand i when i first had the idea probably like a year and a half or two years ago there really wasn't anybody applying the subscription model to the action sports slash outdoor space um that i saw and and there is a couple people in that space but in terms of um back then it wasn't it wasn't that competitive and um and for me, honestly, I I love being challenged, um, so so that's one of the big things that drive me. That drives me. Definitely. Um,
1: all right. So you, you mentioned this a little bit uh, when you're talking about the brands that you work with, but I, I wanted to ask, uh, in in the sense of sustainability, when you work with a brand, um, what I guess is the process in making sure that they're sustainably focused, or even in your in nomadic with. Shipping and sending products to your subscribers. How do you guys tackle um, the issue of, of sustainability?
0: Yeah, um, so it's a it's an interesting question for the position that we're in. We're we kind of we are in a unique position in that we're a distribution channel, so we don't make any products, but we do actually source and buy the products from brands. So within the outdoor industry we basically have the ear of all the major brands. And, and when we're talking with them, we're constantly emphasizing sustainability and, and we tell the brands we're actually willing to pay more for products that, that fit that mold. And and we really try to focus on sourcing products from companies that, that are environmentally conscious, that do participate in the fair trade and that have organic products. Um, and we also have some pretty innovative plans coming down the pipeline early next year. I can't really discuss it too much, but keep an eye out. Definitely.
1: That's, uh, it's, that's exciting. So I, I want to ask you, I guess, a little bit more detail about the uh, the model of the subscription box sort of business. For, for the listener that may not be familiar or completely, obviously, um, most people understand exactly how it works on the consumer, consumer end, right? Um but internally, I guess when creating this model, how exactly does it function in the relationship with brands um and then you curating it and then obviously um selling it to uh consumers?
0: Yeah. Um so on the consumer side the value proposition is basically one the dollar amount. So they're paying um about twenty-eight to thirty-one dollars for up to fifty dollars of value. Um and then outside of the value, it's just that anticipation and the excitement of, of getting a surprise in the mail. And on the brand side, um, it's really just um, a unique retail channel for them.
1: Okay, and, and I assume when you when you start to work with a, with a um, a uh, a brand that you charge, you you get you get the product for wholesale prices, which then gets you the ability to then create that extra value to the consumer
0: yeah exactly that's that's pretty much exactly what we do
1: that's interesting okay so now in creating this the the business which is obviously nomadic um what does the growth look like from when you started to where you are now and i guess what what does it look like going into into the future
0: yeah great question so we've grown about 12x uh since we started last year and um and, and we're growing at a pretty solid rate. Um, and I think this next year we're going to be really focused on um, just bringing on some additional pieces of uh, key personnel and also just kind of laying that foundation in terms of the infrastructure and logistics and all of all those fun aspects to, to help us uh, scale and just keep growing.
1: Right, right, right. Now, uh, along the journey, what would you say has been... Some of the hardest parts about building nomadic.
0: Yeah, so the for me personally, the hardest parts have been scaling um, in general. You know, nowadays getting up um, a proof of concept or um, or something like that is is really easy with technology. But in terms of scaling that, it definitely has been hard. Um, but. That and in addition to just building out the right team and, and finding the right people that fit for for like the actual skill set and um, what needs to be done, but also finding people that are that are a culture fit for our brand. Right,
1: right. Now, with the way that you have nomadic set up, do you you have a a um, a distribution center where you guys do this yourselves, or do you have a third party handle that for you? How does how does that work?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we have a partnership and, um, and our warehouse is in Carlsbad and, uh, and yeah, they definitely help out a lot on that side of the business. That's
1: interesting. When you started, I assume you, you knew you wanted to go that direction not sort of do it yourself and, and I guess, um, outsource a lot of that labor, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Now,
1: uh, along the journey what would you what what would you say are some of your your biggest fears with nomadic and how do, how do you manage them
0: yeah fears are tricky for sure uh, personally for me i am the most afraid of of having an idea and and not executing or testing it i'd rather really try something out and fail then not try it and have the regret or not know what could or would have happened. Um, I'm a really big believer in, I, I just, I think people don't take enough calculated risks.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree with you. There are so many instances where, like, I'll have an idea, right, and um, I'll be like, this is a really good idea. I should do something with this. And then, of course, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, a year goes by and then I see like in outside magazine really anywhere entrepreneur starts business and does really what well. I'm like, ah damn it. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like especially for for young people now that are in say the 21 to 31 range or maybe 20 to 25, I mean, if you have an idea and you're really passionate about it, you should just go for it. And I mean, don't go all out and, and jump out blind, but but do some research, um, calculate your risk and go for it. Because a lot of times that's when you don't have that much responsibility. You probably don't have a mortgage payment. You don't have that many bills. And if all else fails, you're still young enough to, to just go get another job.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the last thing you want to have is regret when you're older, you're like, man, I wish I tried all of these other things or these this idea that I was thinking about, but like you said, you're in a position now where you've got a mortgage, you've got kids, you've got all these responsibilities where it makes it so much more difficult to take that leap. And and if you're not going to make that leap in your 20s or 30s, what? why would you do it in your 40s or 50s, right? right? Exactly. Um so a- along the process, what what have been some of your biggest mistakes that you've made with Nomadic?
0: Oh, good question. Hmm. Um, I think definitely I could have focused on building out the team faster and, and planning ahead. Um, but honestly, I just didn't know that it was going to grow as fast as it did. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, it's, I sort of push, I, I look at mistakes and I, I use mistakes to, to help me. But I think that mistakes are kind of like raw material that goes into like the product of being successful.
1: Yeah. Without those failures and mess ups, you're never going to learn. Right. Right. Um, for us, it's just like the amount of like – really any business, you you fail so much and you use those to then like, OK, so this isn't going to work. Let's pivot. Let's try this. Right? right. And then it's just a bunch of like A-B testing until you eventually have something that that works and um, there's a viable product that people are willing to pay for and that are, that people are excited to buy and that you're excited to, to sell, right? Right. Um, and just getting through that whole process it's fun it's a journey and it's got a lot of high highs and a lot of really low lows
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it it definitely it definitely does and and that's the thing about running a startup is is it's definitely really hard um and it is like a roller coaster ride but when you get that feedback from your from your customers or your users or whoever you're you're selling to for me it's it's when i get the feedback and the messages from subscribers that are super stoked it's the best reward in the world
1: yeah I couldn't agree with that more um okay so now in terms of like the daily operation could you well, what, what does an average day look like for you
0: um yeah so so for me I have a, a routine that's definitely dialed in I I wake up um definitely first thing I normally do is check out the emails for five or ten minutes to see if there's any fires that need to get put out and then from there I go right into a workout um, whether it's a run or a quick surf to just clear the head and then and then from there um, for me it's it's just focusing on the marketing um, figuring out new creative ways to um, to kind of test to get new users and um, And I've also been spending a good amount of time uh, just managing the business and also working with the brands.
1: Definitely. Now, um, obviously, along this entire journey, you've learned a ton. Like we were talking about, there's been a lot of failures, a lot of learning experiences. Um, What advice would you give to someone that wanted to uh, start a business in the outdoor industry or really just a business in
0: general? Yeah, so the main advice that I would give to to people is is definitely know know the space you're playing in. If you're going to go into action sports or the outdoors, it's it's a super competitive space. So I think um, innovation and also um, the ability to differentiate are, are super 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 important. Um, I actually had a a follower on Instagram send me a direct message yesterday that said he was starting a subscription business for Motocross, he wanted to pick my brain. Um, And I I talked to him for a little bit and I I told him, if you you don't have a lot of experience in e-commerce or subscription boxes, definitely try to partner up with someone that does. And I think self-awareness is probably the most important thing I can I can kind of tell people that they need to know and you have to really, really know what you're good at um, and you have to really be humble about what you don't know and to get help in those areas. Most of the time businesses fail or because people don't have enough self-awareness to know what they need help with or their ego is too big to go and ask for help.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, For, for your instance, what would you say are, are one of the areas in which you... Uh, needed um, help with, and that your partners, I guess, help you balance that.
0: For me, it was just the the finance and operations and accounting side. Like my background's in marketing and social and and um, and all the standard marketing channels. And I'm I'm super creative, and I'm also really really into analytics and numbers. But in terms of just finances, finance and and margins and cash flow and all that stuff, that's where I needed help in. And my co-founders definitely helped a lot with that.
1: Yeah, I definitely know the feeling. Um, okay, so what's in store for the future with Nomadic in the next year, five years, ten years, if you thought about it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so for us, um, I was kind of mentioning it earlier. The next year, we're going to be really, really focused on on just laying the foundation internally um, to scale. But but from the customer end, we're really laser focused on just delivering super high quality boxes that get people super, super excited. So um, if that means us making a little bit less money and, and making our boxes uh, a little bit more high end, that's what we're going to do. We don't care about anything as much as the customer value and the customer experience. So that's the number one thing we're working on. Um, in the short term, uh, in in five years, I think we'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with within outdoor and action sports. And in 10 years, um, I want everyone who's in the U.S. who's into the outdoors to have heard of the Nomadic or possibly tried it.
1: And it sounds like some awesome goals. Uh, it's uh, definitely going to be exciting to follow along with what you guys do. Um, and I want to ask, what's the best part about running Nomadic?
0: Um, for me the best part of running it is is just the constant challenge so I I'm the happiest when I'm challenged and and I find that running it definitely is there's kind of always that mental stimulation of okay how are we going to make these boxes better how are we going to get these into more people's hands and that constant challenge um, really just stimulates me and makes me motivated and, and that's what makes me the happiest.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like a game, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the way I've always looked at it. Where it's like, all right, there's like some challenges. Um, I got to overcome this, um, and then fi- and then once you do it, you're just like, you know, hell yeah, like I figured it out. You know, it's like a video game almost.
0: Yeah, it's like it's it's that's a good analogy. The other one I like is like the layers of an onion. And it's like building – you have like these layers of the onion and every time you go through a challenge or you go through a different stage of your business, um, you kind of like peel off another layer of the onion.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny how, how it works and how like as founders we come up with these sort of ideas of – of how the business is to us, right? And like you said, like you like having a challenge. Like I'd be bored if I wasn't building Ready Yeti, <laughs> like in, yeah. in a normal day job. Like obviously there are challenges in any sort of career that you are in. But when it's your baby, so to speak, it's it's just a lot more exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Without a doubt. All right. Well, uh, Pat, I, I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time to share your story and, and how you guys built Nomadic and really what you guys are, are striving to create and grow. Um, for the listener that wants to keep tabs on what you're doing or maybe check out one of your boxes, uh, what's, where's the best place for them to do that?
0: Yeah. So the best place to do that is to go on over to thenomadic.com, N-O-M-A-D-I-K, um, and check us out or um, give us a follow on Instagram. Another cool thing I just wanted to mention is um we recently found out that um, that our boxes are are actually making people go outside more um, so we've actually done some feedback surveys with some of our our subscribers and We kind of polled them on how many trips and adventures they were doing before they got the box and, and that same question after they got the box, and a majority of them are getting outside and adventuring about twice as much, so it's really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it makes complete sense. Anytime I get new gear, I'm always like, I need to go try this. <laughs> I need to go yeah, use this.
0: Exactly. Put this to the test. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like whether it's a new pair of skis, a uh, you know, a hiking pack or whatever, I'm just like, All right, time to block off my calendar and yeah. go use this. <laughs> um no, it's it's really interesting and it's one of the cool things about building a business and just seeing how how that affects the your customer base and your following. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's awesome. Definitely. Well, um, for the listener that uh, is listening between uh, in the month of October, we're actually going to be partnering with Nomadic and a and a number of other outdoor companies. We're going to be doing some some giveaways. We're gonna we're gonna give away a couple of subscriptions uh, to a Nomadic box. So if you want to. Uh, enter for your chance to win you can head over to dot in the month of october and enter for your chance to win but but with that pat I, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh excited to see what you guys uh do in the future and um thanks so much for for sharing your story
0: yeah thanks for having me on
1: if you enjoyed today's podcast episode then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to itunes and leave us a quick review This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready A Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.